Welcome to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. This is your number one crypto podcast to hear directly from the movers and shakers, innovators and disruptors in the cryptocurrency industry. Follow on Twitter for updates and to communicate directly at Wolf Big Dog. That's at Wolf Big D-A-W-G. Now, now, here is your host, the one and only Big Dog Crypto. And welcome to the latest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, Big Dog Crypto. And this guy, I have followed on Twitter for years and years. In fact, I'm going to say he's probably one of the first uh, accounts that I ever remember interacting with. Love his content, and I'm very happy to have him on. Ace, how are you doing? Yo, Big Dog, thank you very much for hopping on. Yeah, man, I remember following you back in the day in the beginning with all the Life Lab stuff and everything. So I'm really happy to finally chat with you and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has it going back that long. Um, yeah, man. You know, I tell you, it's always interesting to get guests on different times. And, you know, I, I love your charting. I love your stuff. I mean, talk about the time going on at crypto right now. I mean, I just just bottom line, the thoughts with, with FTX and CZ and all this. What are your thoughts on what you're saying? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I'm sure everybody's probably on the same page, but I don't think anybody was expecting FTX to be the one to come out and be like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, basically close up shop and sell out to CZ. So I'm yeah. sure it comes out to shock to everybody that what's going on over here. So I'm, I'm blown away just trying to manage out and figure out what's the next move. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not something we expected. I, you know, and, and since you've been in the space a long time, so you've seen a lot of events. Um, something like this happens. It's, you know, going down on a Tuesday morning, right? We're getting started and then boom, here it is. <laughs> um, so I guess, you know, everybody's looking at the charts, uh, especially, I, I'll say it's new people. I feel like a lot of times do panic, right? We've seen this. Um, do you even want to go out there and throw? Because uh, once again, I'm asking you a question, which we don't have when I say full data, like who knows what can happen? It changes hour by hour. But as of now, are you even wanting to go out there and step out a limb and, and guess a Bitcoin bottom at this point? Um, well, I don't know if I would be guessing a Bitcoin bottom. I mean, the next level from here is the 14K level. So if we can go ahead and tap that as fast as we can, that would be the best case scenario as far as like tossing out money over there. Uh, it's probably best to wait. Uh, we have a lot of events going on with like the stock market coming up. And I think mm -hmm. it's probably just best to wait until this weekend to see how things play out. So I'm already a little bit nervous because I already had a bunch of altcoins beforehand before this drop. So it's not okay. like I'm completely not wrecked over here. I'm just over here right. trying to manage out things and wait to see how this whole FTX buyout plays out. Well, and I always say this, and this is just a general thing about all. So I always say, whatever all you're in, as long as the project is developing, working, communicating, right? And you've got a chance of, of them coming back. Um, and that's just a general statement and nothing's guaranteed. We get all that. Um, but, you know, you see, of course, when, when Bitcoin goes down and the way they react, oh, it's, I mean, I'm just watching the, watching the charts. And it's just like, remember yesterday, you saw where, where Bitcoin whipped down big time, whipped back up, whipped down. And it just feels like you're seeing, you know, the panic. It, it seems like the, the shorts get open, right? The longs get open and it tends to go right in either direction on that but there's definitely a lot of volatility right now i mean what, what would you tell people that are concerned or kind of wondering what they should do bitcoin wise and, and, and like i mean specifically let me say people that are like trading on a 24-hour frame right now yeah if you guys are trading i mean it's probably more so about setup execution look for the ones mm -hmm. that have like the proper setups on there don't try to just go and catch knives and wait for the trend on bitcoin to go ahead and turn around uh as far as like timing a bottom or scaling in I mean, you guys should have probably had your weekly levels set out beforehand before the drop. There should have already been like a worst case scenario level. Um, for me, it's always been like the two main levels have been 10 to 14K. So if for some reason we start dropping below and we start hitting those levels, that's cool. 
but I'm in crypto also. I'm used to like whenever we get aggressive volatility like this and we do get wicks, we do end up bouncing back. We do end up uh, chopping a little bit sideways. So that's why it's like we're, we're literally only two candles in. It's literally be the best thing to do is to wait until the weekend if you do not have any idea what's going on. Do, do you find in general that there's more volatility on the weekend than during the weeks? So we, I feel like we're kind of tied to the stock market. Um, there is some volatility on the weekends, but I feel like it's kind of like more so based around the timing of things. Uh, we are, we actually haven't had any kind of volatility recently. So this is nice that we had some volatility. It's not nice that it was to the downside, but uh, yeah, it's a little tricky on the weekends. I think on the Sunday, we probably had the most volatility because the future's opening up, but then uh, Saturdays were pretty dead. You know, it, it's interesting because, you know, looking at right now, like, you know, the price is 16.8. And I'm thinking, you know, people are watching, like, oh, how low is it going to go? And, you know, go back to December of 17, man, you saw 16.8. You were excited. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's interesting that the euphoria there is now the concern now. Yeah. And like market conditions are so different than they were before. Like when we and you were trading in the beginning, uh, it wasn't like something that was tied down to the stock market. We were able to trade our own time and uh, we had our own price action. And as the space got regulated, as the space gets more and more bigger, I feel like we're just going to be the price action and the volatility is just going to start to get worse and worse and worse. But that's just my own opinion of things. And that just comes with the fact that we have bigger money flowing in and all that stuff. When you're trading, I mean, is there any particular frames? And, and this is maybe depends on the day or whatnot, but are you, are you 15 minutes, an hour, two hours? I mean, is, is there anything like if you're, if you're trading in the 24-hour cycle, or let me say specifically eight hours during the day, um, what frames do you like to look at the most? Um, again, it depends on like what I'm doing. Uh, if I'm in like swing trades or whatever, I'm 24-7 crypto. So my my stuff is all set up uh, based. So if something looks good on the 15, I'll take that trade. I'll, if something looks good on the hourly, I'll take that trade. Um, since we haven't had that much volatility, I haven't been taking like super trades. Most of everything has been on the daily time frame. Uh, prior to this drop, my whole entire plan was market conditions are good. Nothing is going to be going down aggressively. Let me just buy daily swings and we can go ahead and hold on to it. Uh, now that we've dumped, I'm over here sitting on the hourly to 15 minutes, figuring out how I can manage my plays. So, I mean, I, I cycled through everything. Uh, if somebody else was going to do it, I would say figure out what's best for you and do that. Um, I think a lot of people are probably better off doing four hour daily hour, daily time frame swings. Okay. What about you, man? Are you trading anything in here right now? You know, I, I'll be honest. No, uh, not right now. I mean, I've, you know, work with what I'm working with. I've pretty much been doing full time with that, um, you know, with the project that I'm with. And so I really haven't um, done that. But I mean, I, I, you know, once you're in crypto and you're into this, right, you just can't help but look at the charts. And yeah. I feel like after all the years of watching the Bitcoin charts, and I know you know this too, it's, it's you watch it, it's, it's always interesting and fascinating. But overall, I don't think long term, right, there's not a huge concern. And what I mean by that is, I, I, one of the things with this podcast, right, I've really aimed it towards, I mean, I want everybody to listen, obviously, you always do. But if I can help or we can help, right, one or two people. And I mean that, like, that's kind of cool because I feel like when I got in the space, I didn't have as, you know, I maybe wasn't going to the best information, right? Maybe not watching the best videos, whatever. So, you know, when I'm asking you these things, you're, like I said, I respect you, one of the most in the space. Um, you know, new people in this, you know, they're watching these charts. Let's say somebody got in last week, they bought it at 20, like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I guess what I'm saying is the concern that, that we don't have long term, you know, man, a lot of new people, this is freaking them out. So <laughs> that's why I'm like, for the traders in it, like, I'm not even sure what to tell them somehow other than just, if you're that concerned, sit out, you know, and just, you know, DCA has always been historically the way to go. 
Yeah, and, and it's weird. Yeah. Like I, I am bullish on the crypto space right now. I do really think that the crypto space is going to be something um, in the future. I mean, right now with things that are going on, I don't think there is much of a long term view right now until we get things settled out. But even yeah. so, like if somebody is new to the space, I think um, <clears throat> the two things that probably would help them the most is risk management and setup execution. Because in the beginning, when I started. Nobody taught me about risk management. Nobody told me to focus on setups. Everybody was like, buy the dip, invest this and do that and uh, diversify. And I just taught all the wrong things. And I just blew up so much money in the beginning. And luckily, I sat around and learned what to do the right way. So if anybody is listening, risk management and uh, setup execution, that'll save you. Don't enter shitty setups, uh, manage your risk and don't go all in. And if something's a loser, I mean, at at some point, you got to cut your losses. Don't get stuck holding a bag just because you believe in the company or something's going to happen. If the price is falling, you can always buy back lower if you want or DCA later yeah. on. But, and, you, and you key with risk management. I mean, there's no doubt about that. That is the absolute uh, main thing. But you got to think about something else too, like going back a few years, right? Whether you had, you know, China bans it, India bans it, whatever it may be, right? I mean, we watched it crash so much and it's like watching it go, think about it. We were at 20, right? Or 20-ish. And then we come down to 17, you know, yeah, that's a 15% drop. It's big, it's huge. But I feel like three or four years ago, this could have dropped it 70%. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I was always like, there's so much new, and, and we're not maybe right now, but it's still growing pains. But I always feel like some people in the space are starting to get maybe a little immune slightly, or am I, you think I'm, I'm looking at that right? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> last night, like, yeah, all this stuff happened. But uh, I mean, at this point, I'm kind of just like, yeah, it's whatever. This is going to bounce back. Like, maybe a couple of yeah. years ago, I was like, well, maybe crypto isn't doing something. And that's kind of what lead, led me to like trade the stock market a little more because I was unsure about crypto. But right. now it's like, I know crypto is not going to go anywhere. Maybe we'll, we won't have the same products. But as I like go dig deeper into the crypto space, there's more financial products that are popping up that are for those institutional investors. And I feel like that's where the money's going to flow into eventually. So yeah, I mean, I don't think the crypto space is going to go anywhere. I just think you got to adjust your adjust what you're buying. Like you can't yeah. be buying the same stuff. You can't be looking at the same investments if they're not updating anything, they're not producing anything. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, speaking of that, speaking of the space, um, how did you originally get into crypto? Like what was the first, you remember what you were doing when you first heard of Bitcoin? Yeah. So first I heard of Bitcoin was, uh, I, I was at work still, I was working at Lowe's and somebody mentioned Bitcoin and uh, I looked at the chart and everything, couldn't figure out how to buy it. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and let it go. And then a couple of years down the line, I remember being on um, Instagram and my bullion friends just talking about this uh, Ethereum thing and Litecoin thing. And I remember just looking at the charts and one day it was at like 60 and then the next week it was at like 100. And then Ethereum like also kept doubling out every week I would check it. I'm like, all right, maybe I'm missing out on something. Maybe I should just take the risk and explore what this cryptocurrency thing is. And I remember I got into like Litecoin and started exploring and stuff. Uh so I'm glad. I'm glad all those bullion friends ended up leading me into crypto. I got really deep into it in the beginning. I was like super into it. Uh, really was curious about every little aspect of it. But then eventually over time figured out I'm probably more better off being a trader rather than an investor. I mean, that's that's cool. Because if you think about that, it's like that definitely, I'm going to guess, changed your whole life as far as what you do now. I feel like for a lot of us, it's like once we found out about it, it became kind of consuming. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so, glad, I'm so thankful for it because it opened up so many doors and just... Uh, just so many opportunities in crypto outside of just like money and things. There's yeah. friends that I've made, there's connections that I've made, uh, just knowledge in general. I mean, I'm definitely way more smarter than I was before. Just so right. many things that I know. 
Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt. I mean, I, and I feel like the connections that we made, like whether it's through crypto Twitter, which is definitely a community. And then in real life, it's been cool to meet people and yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, so one of the things I want to ask you, and I don't want to, I don't want to mess the, the saying of this word wrong, but you've got is your, is on your, on your Twitter page, uh, Ichimoku. Yeah. The Ichimoku. Yeah. That's my, okay, I, don't say, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't I'm going to mess this word up. But <laughs> you have beginner basics and terms, and I don't always see people talking about that. So could you share why that is, is, you know, one of the things you look at? Yeah. Uh, like you said, a lot of people don't talk about it and that's kind of what led me to, uh, kind of tra- use it and figure it out in the beginning of when i first started crypto everybody was all about price action moving averages and the new narrative switches over every year on what to use uh bands uh kelter bands whatever it is uh and that's the one thing that i saw not many people using not many people trying to figure out was ichimoku and i'm like all right well there's like five people out of like a thousand that are using this let me figure out why they're not using this right and over time just started using it and figuring out like the little intricate details of things and that's the thing that i ended up liking the most out of everything moving average and everything i was like yeah the ichi makes the most sense it has the best signals for me and this is what stops me from losing money randomly and uh, from randomly entering and things so yeah that's kind of what it was nice nice okay yeah i was just curious i was reading about it a little bit trying to learn more about it myself and uh was just was just curious um so as far as the space let's you know you've seen so much change uh and and, and evolve in the past you know five six years seven years longer than that um, you know, three or four years down the road, and this is kind of a, just a general question, but what sort of things would you like to see uh, come about in crypto? And I mean, the industry, I just put in whether adoption, whatnot, like what are a couple of things that you kind of like to see in our space? Yeah, um, well, I'm a huge options fan. I came from, uh, I started trading stocks a lot and I got really into like stocks and stock options and figuring out uh, more advanced products that are in the financial community uh, from like Stockland. So for me personally, I can already see the development this year on like options platforms. And that's been like a huge thing, like using uh, options versus leverage is a very big Mm -hmm. difference. And um, for me, it's a lot better. So I think the one biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is I'm looking forward to a lot of these big players stepping in, uh, building out a proper options platform and seeing those kind of things come in, because those are the things that are going to drag in institutional investors, not just spot plays, not just ETFs. When you get those complicated products that allow you to like hedge your risk in different ways, allow you to play different strategies, doesn't matter for chopping, going up and down. Um, those advanced option products that aren't available right now to everybody is, I think, what's going to be the biggest thing. Outside of that, there's still some gaming things that I'm interested in to see if they produce anything, but... Mostly just getting everything a little bit more complicated in crypto that makes it harder for the normal person, but better for more institutional players. And, you know, speaking of, you know, people that are getting into it and whatnot, um, you know, a lot of people that got in last November and uh, whether we call it a full blown alt season or a close enough one or whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever you want to call it, you know, but people that bought then, right. And they've watched whether it was Dogecoin or anything else go down a bit. We've seen alts down, you know, a, a significant amount. Um, but we all know that, you know, projects tend to come back. Uh, do you want to go out there and say, you know, win all season? Because <laughs> I, I, I know you get the message all the time. People always ask you, win all season. It's, you know, my crystal ball isn't here from Amazon, but if it was here, what would I, what, what would I speculate? Yeah, I mean, we were on our way. We were literally on our way for alt season. I was loaded up like we were ready for alt season. I had like 48 alt coins. Yeah, we were ready for it before this FTT drama and FTX drama. We were ready to go. We were pretty much setting up for a move to about 30K. Now we've completely reset this move. So, I mean, you can't really call altcoin until we can, uh, alt season until we can rally back over this point that we were at now. So we got to recover this entire dump. Not only that, we got to go ahead and get over 27K for us to even get going. 
Uh, so it's going to be a little challenging thing for alt, alt season to happen. I still see altcoins trying to recover, but it's all a matter of where Bitcoin stabilizes from here. If it cannot stabilize over 19K, then the altcoin rally is probably going to be delayed for another couple of weeks and more so probably yeah. into January. And then we'll have to assess in like February and March and see if the market starts to take a turn there. I mean, the one big thing is also Dixie. I mean, I don't know if you focus on the dollar, but mm -hmm. hopefully when the dollar dumps down, we start seeing some relief in crypto and start seeing this come up. That's interesting you say that. No, no, I, I have a bit, but but you're talking about, you mentioned January, you know, and the reset. Now, I, I was thinking, and you're right, I mean, it looked like November, and I know November, I think it's historically been a good month, uh, you know, most of the time. And I was looking at November being a really good, uh, you know, a bit of an alt season. And now I'm kind of like uh, January. And once again, I'm just trying to guess, right? Don't know, whatever. I just, yeah. just, just a feeling, right? Just, just the speculation. Just, but yeah, I, I, and I, but I agree with you. I mean, watch what happened Bitcoin. It really kind of set things back. The question is how, now this is the thing too. How soon can it recover? I mean, I, I think right now there's no doubt that, that CZ has in his hands, right? The power to make things happen one way or the other. And I think I tweeted some, something about that today where, you know, it, it Sometimes people are like, well, you know, it's too much power in one person. And, you know, maybe it is. The thing is, um, you know, it is what it is, right? And I think even people, let's say, that aren't crazy about him, you know, like if he lifts the coin, right, on his exchange, then they're very excited. And so, you know, I don't think he, and not just him, right, but any of the players in this game want to see it, Bitcoin go to zero, right? It's not going to happen like that. But it's just interesting to see now that you've got, you know, bigger players stepping in, you know, the institutions, I think, still have a lot of buy orders in the 10 to 15, 16 range, right? They're ready to, they're ready to bounce. But uh, yeah, I think we're going to know a lot more. I mean, do you want to speculate of the whole CZ, Sam thing? What's going to come out of that? I mean, do you think Binance does acquire? Or do they say it just doesn't look good? Or what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I've been seeing arguments all around. I've been trying not to get too into it because I see people are very emotional about it. But uh, I mean, the buyout the, obviously doesn't seem like the best situation for CZ right. because there's so much debt involved into it. But I would assume like if they can do something where I saw Kobe tweet out something about if they just reimburse the smaller users under 250K and then basically let everybody else kind of get wrecked over there, it would at least save some of their smaller user base. Yeah. Um, I don't know how company acquisitions work or anything of the sorts, but I would assume that if you just I mean, I've seen this happen in crypto plenty of times where you buy a company out, rebrand it and then just fix it from there. I don't understand yeah. why somebody couldn't just buy out FTX, switch the name and branding of things yeah. and continue on their merry way. Yeah. And that could wind up happening, you know, and I had, like I said, I, I got to give him credit for coming on the podcast. He, he gave me time. Appreciate it. Look, I'll give you credit. I will defend you forever. <laughs> like, you oh, yeah. you got, you had CC come on your podcast. Yeah. He came on the first one. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. He, yeah, he made, and, and I only bring this up because it's like, I, look, man, I, I love doing the podcast. I'm, I'm going to give a very open, honest confession here. And I don't think I've ever said this before. I love doing the podcast. The biggest pain in the ass is bugging people in the DMs because, like, you know, people are busy, they're nonstop. Uh, we're on different time zones around the world. And I, that's a pain in the ass, but I'm happy to get them on. So, somebody makes the time, come on the podcast. Look, you got 20 million things you could be doing right now. You probably have 20 million things you need to be doing, right? But you took the time. So, I respect you. You've earned, I mean, I have total respect for you. I appreciate it. So, yeah, that's a big deal to me. I appreciate when people do that. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, definitely. So, okay, well, look, I know you're busy. A couple of personal questions. I always like to ask this favorite food. You're going out to eat, you got a choice. What's one or two things you love to eat? Ah, man, dude, that's a that's a tough one. Um, I'm a huge fan of like cheesesteaks and cheeseburgers. So if I'm going somewhere, I love trying out the cheesesteak and just seeing how good it is. So huge fan okay. of cheesesteaks. Okay. And when you're working and stuff and you're doing your charting and whatnot, what do you have on the background? You got music, you got podcasts, you got TV, you got silence. What do you have on? Yeah, I always have some sort of music on. If I don't have music on, um, 
I probably just have the sounds of agar playing in the background, those okay. little okay. casino noises. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Okay, so uh, people want to find you. Uh, where can they find you on Twitter? What's the best way to connect with you? Yeah, if anybody yeah. wants to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at a Hackerman Ace. Um, if you guys want to catch me on stream, I stream every day at 3 p.m. Eastern time and typically on the weekends and sometimes when there aren't events. So, yeah, they can find me on Twitter or on Twitch. Okay. Look, I'm telling the listeners right now, follow this man. He is one of the best accounts on crypto Twitter. All Twitter followed him for a long time. It's uh, one of the most solid accounts you'll get. So, brother, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, man. I'll have to bring you on to my Twitch stream and we'll have to chat about you. I like that. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. All right, brother. Yeah, anytime. Let you let me know. So, all right. Well, look, thanks. Uh, latest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. And thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. Follow on Twitter at Woof Big Dog. Woof Big D A W G. And run faster than the competition. Woof, woof. <laughs>